The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning, I'm Zach Epperson. It's a topic that we've talked a lot about recently in the Elizabethtown area. The number of car thefts have certainly gone up, especially over the summer. And truly, it's a topic that you cannot talk enough about, the prevention methods and what people need to know about the increase in car thefts that uh, the police have seen here in the Elizabethtown area. So again, to talk more about that, we are welcomed in studio this morning by our great friend over at the Elizabethtown Police Department, Officer Chris Denham. Sir, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Zach, how are you? Doing wonderful. And uh, today's topic, something that is always relevant, but we've seen an increase uh, in the need to talk about it more. And that's here in E-Town. We've seen more uh, car thefts over the past uh, couple weeks and several months. Really, the summer months is when you all saw a spike. So what can you tell us about the background on this? You know, every year we do have uh, vehicles stolen from whether it be private residences, businesses, parking lots, wherever. But we have seen a significant uptick over the summer of 2020 uh, related to that. And when, when I have this conversation with people, they hear me say theft of vehicles and they assume that I'm referring to theft of contents from vehicles, which that is accurate, too. We've seen a significant uptick in that. But we have actually seen physical an uptick in physical vehicle thefts, um, you know, vehicles being deprived from their owner. Um, and we've had, as I said, over 30 this summer alone. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these crimes are preventable. Um, a lot of these crimes, if, if folks would just remove their keys from the ignition of their car or do not leave the keys in their console or whatever, would, would not happen. But sadly, uh, that's happening. And these, these suspects, they're preying on vulnerable victims and they are finding vehicles that have keys in them that are unlocked and uh, away they go. You know, in your, in your years uh, on the force here in E-Town, um, have you yourself seen an uptick in this kind of uh, criminal activity? Or is it, I mean, it's something that's always been there, as you said, but in, in more uh, recent years, has it kind of started to increase a little bit? Why do you think that might be? Well, I mean, I think crime in general, has crime increased? Absolutely that it has. I mean, you know, but the city has grown significantly since I started 15 years ago, and the city has responded uh, appropriately. When I started, there were 42 police officers, and now we're up to over 65, so we have we have appropriately responded but, but again as i said with more citizens uh there, there are pros and there are cons and one of the cons is unfortunately uh some of the citizens are going to be involved in some wrongdoing and crime is going to increase so let me ask you this when it comes to car thefts and people breaking into cars and stealing them what's what's the number one reason behind somebody getting into a car is it you know the car's unlocked the keys in there what, what are you all seeing with that you know uh, We'll use a sports analogy, and you have to play defense. Uh, you know, you talk about the crime triangle. I use that a lot, and, and people kind of look at me like I have three eyeballs when I say that. But uh, <laughs> opportunity, ability, and desire. And only one of those legs can you control, and that is opportunity. Uh, you can limit someone's opportunity from being able to commit a crime. Uh, you cannot do anything about their ability. If they're trained and committed, they have the ability to commit a crime, and they, they can do that. You cannot do anything about someone's desire to commit a crime. But again, opportunity, you can take that from them. You can rob them from that opportunity. And without all three of those parameters, uh, a crime doesn't happen. If there is no opportunity, a crime cannot happen. So, you know, again, lock your car doors. Do not leave valuables inside. Certainly do not leave car keys inside. And certainly, certainly do not leave firearms 
in your vehicle. Uh, you know, I'm a strong proponent for the Second Amendment. You absolutely have the constitutional right to bear arms. But what I tell people is, bear the arms. Uh, if the arms, if the firearms are not in your possession or safely stowed, you are not exercising control over them, and you're not stopping anyone from anyone at any time can come and uh, can take that from you, and it can go use it in, in, in an atrocious crime. And sadly, we're seeing not only the vehicles uh, being stolen in our area, but also the firearms being stolen are being linked directly to violent crime in other parts of the Commonwealth. So let me ask you this, and you, and you brought up, you know, they're being used in other parts of the Commonwealth. What about the vehicles themselves? Have you all been able to recover these vehicles? Are they being used in other crimes? What, what do you all have about that? Yeah, you know, several of the vehicles that have been stolen here locally have been recovered in Jefferson County um, following, you know, vehicle pursuits and even um, other violent crime. And, you know, this is an issue that plagues everyone. It's It, it happens in, in your middle-class neighborhoods all the way up to your affluent neighborhoods. There have been... Uh, you know, some of our more expensive neighborhoods in the city that have been targeted and uh, victimized by these criminals. With firearms getting stolen out of cars, talking about more violent crimes, you all are also seeing, in, in recent weeks especially, more violent interactions and encounters between a suspect and a victim. Tell us about that. Yeah, unfortunately, you no. Know, in the past month, we've had two, uh, one incident an individual tried to gain access to the victim's car and the victim confronted him and when he did a firearm was brandished pointed at the the victim the victim was luckily fled back into his residence and was uninjured just a week prior to that uh, another victim encountered someone trying to gain access to their vehicle and a shot was actually fired in the direction of the victim by the suspect again thankfully uh, the victim was not struck and they were able to uh, seek retreat back into their home and, and contact the police. And we arrived. Uh, some of these were getting suspect, were identifying suspects. Others we are not. Uh, you know, these suspects that we are finding are all have been linked back to other counties within the Commonwealth and not Hardin County residents. So let me ask you this: in in terms of people, and you've mentioned it, protecting themselves. You know, don't give them. You know, the the, the uh, opportunity. But what about those encounters? Should they go and approach somebody who they think's breaking into their car? Should they contact you all? Should they go and get their own firearm from their house? What advice do you have for people on that? Well, you know, I think that's something that situation dictates, and I think each person is differently. How I might respond may be different than how you would respond or, or someone else. And I'm not only saying that because I'm a police officer, but just given my experience and training, my response should be a, a different and geared geared a little differently. So I can't make that decision for anyone. But what I can say is um, if you encounter a deadly force situation as a private citizen, you do have the right to defend yourself uh, to whatever means are necessary and to prevent you from being injured or killed. I would also say that the time to make a decision on how you're going to respond to anything is now and not wait for it to happen. You know, do the crisis rehearsal thing. Say to yourself, if I were faced with this situation or this set of circumstances, what would I do? Be prepared. Have you all seen an increase in telling people in recent years, you know, crisis rehearsal, go ahead and do it? Or is that something that's been around for a while, the the, uh, the idea of crisis rehearsal, that you should do this? I mean, I think that's been around, Zach, since the beginning of time. I mean, that's uh, crisis rehearsal is nothing more than a, uh, a basketball team that's uh, – that practices three to five days in a week. I mean, they're preparing for the big dance. They're preparing for the game. And, and that's the reality of what crisis rehearsal, in my mind, is. You know, as a young police officer, I can remember driving down the road and just thinking to myself, if I were faced by this set of circumstances right this split second, what would I do? Uh, it might be a long shot. It might be far-fetched. But, hey, if 
I am ever actually faced with that. I've been through it in my head at least once. I'll probably respond better than if I'm doing it blindly. So I think, again, that's been around since the beginning of time. Great information as always. Officer Kristen with Elizabethtown Police Department joining us this morning, sir. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Zach. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can go to our website, wqxc.com, and click on the media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.